Welcome, Grow Beyond Podcast listeners. I'm excited that you have tuned in and the ones who listened last week know already that we currently, last week and the coming three weeks, have a very exciting cooperation with the wonderful Future of Leadership Salon. The Future of Leadership Salon is a very special format. It brings together 60 high-level participants and six global thought provokers from all around the world to have an eye-to-eye conversation about human-centered leadership. This year it takes place in Düsseldorf on the 4th of July and I had the pleasure to already interview four of the thought provokers and share with you their view on leadership and a thriving tomorrow. Last week we started out with the wonderful Stefan, innovation strategist and serial entrepreneur from Boston and this week we continue with Achim. He helps successful C-suite leaders around the world to show up with relaxed authority and establish vibrant personal connections. His clients include Fortune 500 companies and he also has a very interesting career path and he will share some great learnings with us. With no further ado, here is Achim for you. officially on this uh, Grow Beyond Podcasting collaboration with the Future of Leadership Salon. And maybe we can start off and um, you tell me a little bit more about yourself, me and our listeners, and um, tell us also what you're doing with leaders because you're working with leaders on a day-to-day basis. So maybe we can dive into that. Sure. Uh, I have obviously I'm, I have a German name. I'm Achim Novak, even though I've lived in the United States my whole adult life. So Americans say Achim, which is very weird. So I love coming to Deutschland where I can say Achim. And uh, I maybe important thing I had I had a career before my current career, and that's probably important. For twelve years, I was um, professional theater director and acting coach in New York. Mm-hmm. And what I love about actors, like even really, really successful actors, continue to take acting classes to work on what what we call the range. Mm-hmm. Like the worst thing you can say to an actor is that she or he doesn't have a range. Mm-hmm. So in my current life, I coach already very successful Fortune 500 executives um, all over the world who uh, have already proven that they can be successful, but usually have hit some kind of wall around how well they play with other people. And my job is to help people expand the range. And, and that's really what I do. And, and that, that's a different thing for everybody. So it's about mm-hmm. discovering what that is as much as I don't like to do it authentically for you, but it mm-hmm. comes with skills. And, and at the deepest level, it means, I think, being being more of who you really are as a leader and not playing a fake leader role. And through that, more deeply engaging and inspiring the people, the people that you have the privilege to work with. What is the the range for actors and for leaders you work with? Yeah, well, classic range skills that come up with very successful leaders and there are also interesting cultural differences when I think, I mean, I was, I, I went to German schools all my life, but I live in the United States of America. So, and I don't want to perpetuate cliches, but most of the leaders I have the chance to work with have a very hard time paying compliments 
mm-hmm. praising people, saying nice things to them. Even though all the research shows that when I when I praise what you're doing well, you're going to do more of that, right? And mm-hmm. I want you to do more of that. So that's a that's a that's a learned skill. And and many of us come from families where mom and dad also didn't praise us; they pushed us mm-hmm. because they thought that's how we're going to be more successful. So that's just a micro skill, but mm-hmm. uh, using using emotionally connective language, like research shows that if if I use emotional words with you, like I'm excited to talk to you, Rona, chances are you might sense that excitement and that word excited is a trigger word, but there are people who, who, who don't use that language, emotive language. And even deeper than that is some of us are cut off from our feelings. So we don't even know whether we're excited or not excited. So these are skills on the edges and these are all learned behaviors. And I think leaders who are more successful are, more, are very fluid with these skills. They, mm-hmm. they can jump into it organically. They don't have to think about it. And it's part of their language. You briefly mentioned the cultural differences, and even though we don't want to jump onto onto stereotypes or anything, but of course, I'm interested to hear you working globally in different countries. Um, is there something that you see that that is different in different regions of the world? Something we can learn from each other, maybe as well. I'll tell you a German story. I remember the first time I was sent by I was working for a big American training company before I had my own business. And I was sent to Stuttgart to do a program for a company outside of Stuttgart for three days. So I was a trainer. It was my own work. And before I went to see a client for this company, I was asked a few questions. And it was like a little script. And one was like, what kind of tips can you give me about being successful with your company? And the person said to me, I'm going to say it in German, I was Na, wir, wir wollen ja erst mal sehen, ob sie seriös sind. Mm. Wenn sie seriös sind, dann machen wir mit. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that word seriös is like a, no American would say it that way. I mean, Americans also check you out. Mm. People all over the world decide whether they're going to trust you or not. But seriös means almost, uh, to me, it's like academic. You're really smart. Mm. You know, we can tell you're really smart. and so that's the cultural difference. No mm. American would say to me, we're going to see if you're really smart. Mm. They, they're going to check for, is this a likable guy? And mm. are we going to enjoy hanging out with him? Mm. But we're going, to, we're going to assume he knows what he's talking about. Otherwise, they wouldn't send him. So it's a slightly mm. different mindset. Mm. And in different cultures, we, you know, we all get checked out all the time, right? Mm. You and I are just meeting each other. So we're... We're doing a dance with each other. We're getting to know each other. We have some social skill, of course. It's very easy to engage with you, but we've only met 15 minutes ago. So, yeah. 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 Um, maybe can you talk a little bit more about, I mean, I, I am, I'm so interested in what you did before the, the career you had before your mm-hmm. current career, the coaching and the coaching in the theater and acting, uh, three years. So can you maybe tell a little bit about when you were in whatever leadership roles you have been in, where there are some highlights or some lowlights in your previous career as a leader and in whatever sense you would define that for yourself as well? Yeah. I'll give you a very specific example. I'm, I'm actually coaching a wonderful German chemist right now for mm-hmm. a big pharmaceutical company in Boston. Um, I'll call him Stefan. It's not his real name, but mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm co- with Stefan. And what I'm working on with Stefan, then I'm going to really the acting is 
um, Stefan has to communicate to very important people all over the world, and it's not his strong suit. Mm-hmm. So we are, we are creating muscle memory for him through repetition so his body remembers what he feels like at his very best, and he's mm-hmm. really great. Um, so that's what actors do. Like Actors have good nights and bad nights, and if you have to do a show eight times a week, you know, and let's say something horrible happened to you an hour beforehand, you're emotionally affected, but you know, you know what triggers to send to your body. So the moment the curtain comes up, you show up at your best. And that's part of the actor training. And athletes do that. Athletes work on muscle memory through repetition. And so that's what I do with some of my clients. So I think if we remember what we're like at our best, so mm-hmm. even if we have a really crappy day, our body will do it for us. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. It's like in, mm-hmm. uh, the body remembers who we really are when we forget, mm-hmm. right? Great tip. I think something most of us could, could work more on. And yeah. um, with this global perspective you have, have as well, working in different cities, different countries, what do you think, what are currently the key challenges that global leaders are facing? I'm going to go in different direction with it. Mm-hmm. On, on the most immediate level is most traditional organizi- organizational systems are just dead. Mm-hmm. They don't work. You know, it's, uh, we're, it's, it's, we're, we're running a rat race through process and process and process and process mm-hmm. uh, that sometimes is helpful but often is not. So a key, a key to changing that is reinventing how how we just execute the tactics of business, you know, um, in, in a less rigid way is reinventing how to be more entrepreneurial in even really, really big fortune 500 companies. Mm. But on, on the, on the human level of being a leader, the better we of people and are genuinely comfortable with them and connect quickly, the, the better the results are and the faster we get stuff done. A lot of people fake collaboration. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we sort of uh, we uh, we go through a collaborative process. In the end, the same person makes the decision, and we ignore what was just talked about. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the, that that I think is, and especially as non-essential tasks get replaced by machines and artificial intelligence, this human ability to really, at the deepest level, work well with others in a way that's not faked. I continually learn to do better. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we can also link that somehow to the the positive impact on society leaders could have. Do you see a connection there between what you just said, the challenges and what positive impact leaders can actually have on society? For me, that if if collaboration and the ability to collaborate authentically is is a currency, um, the deepest animator, and I'm going to go spiritually now, is behind collaboration is is a genuine love of others and a genuine respect of others. Hmm. And uh, if the more we practice that and put that into action in every part of our life, meaning uh, yes at work, yes when I go shopping at Aldi, yes speaking to the stranger on the bus, um, that energy has full effect. Hmm. Uh, and, and I'm a great believer, of, of course, we want to have great organizations that have great causes. But one thing that always saddens me, I see lots of organizations that have a strong purpose, but they're still run by old, uh, old paradigms and old business models where there is love is not the animator. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then, then no matter how great the cause is, the work is just as functional. Yeah. Great. Finish off because we're doing this podcast episode in collaboration with the Future of Leadership Salon. You already yes. participated last year and you'll also be with us again this year. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the format, how you experienced it last year and what drew you to it last year and why you're coming back as well. I participated in, in, in the first you know, Future Leadership Salon because I, Eve Simon and I know each other from San Francisco. Um, I, I think I love her energy. I love her passion mm -hmm. about changing the world of business and leadership, and it's genuine. And I also love that she wanted to create an, an intimate learning experience rather than this big mega conference. And I um, last year I spoke about Jack Ma's work. He's the founder of Alibaba, mm -hmm. so he's one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. And, and at Davos, he had been asked about, so, so what's, what do future leaders need to be successful? And he said, well, they need IQ. We all know what that is. They need EQ, emotional intelligence. But he said they need something called LQ. And LQ is, has to do with um, creating um, an experiences of love and experiencing love at work. So that's what I talked about last year, and people seem to be interested so I'm not talking about that this year, but I think that's why I was invited back. And uh, I have lots of, I have lots of passions. So a word that I really cherish is the word, the word flow, and mm -hmm. creating flow experiences. Uh, one of my favorite books of all time is uh, is a positive psychology classic called Flow: The Psychology of Optimal Experience. I do work with my clients around this. But how do we actually create flow cultures at work? And so it's not just this thing, this little secret that one or two people are into. And that's what I want to dig into a little bit when I'm at Future Leadership Salon is creating flow cultures at work. Wow. So it sounds, yeah, like people shouldn't miss out on this. So um, I'm very much looking forward to then meeting you in, in person as well without technological interruptions. Because, yes. Yeah. And life is still the best, right? But I thank I you so much, Achim, for um, sharing some insights with us all the way ac across the ocean today. And hopefully um, some of our listeners will get to meet you in person as well during the Future of Leadership Summit. My pleasure, Wuna. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you are interested to join and further this conversation, you are of course invited to join us in Dusseldorf on the 4th of July. There are a very few last tickets left. You can head to www.futureofleadership.salon and check there and apply. It would, of course, be amazing to meet you there in person. And uh, next week, we have another participant joining us. That's Paul Ashcroft. Um, he has a background in mathematics and computer science and is an expert in applying um, these principles to innovation, design thinking and digital transformation. Very much looking forward to sharing that conversation with you. Until then, hope you have a great week. Hope you tune in next week and all the best. Your